Welcome, welcome, welcome to Run Mama Run. I'm your host, Michelle Schroff. Run Mama Run is a community of women that love, cheer, and desire the absolute best for each other. Give us a follow on Instagram, runmama.run, and Facebook, and our website. Hello, and welcome to Run Mama Run. Today, we are here with Skylar Macedo. I so badly want to keep calling you Skylar. I almost like I was all, wait. <laughs> this is episode two of Run Mama Run. And I wanted to introduce you to each of the girls separately because I noticed that after we completed that last um, part one and part two interview, that it was a little confusing because even when I was listening, I thought, oh my goodness, we all sound very similar. You really do. <laughs> it's it's kind of scary. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, how are they going to know who's who? I was like, right. oh, no. Right. So I, I came up with some questions, and you were so gracious to say, yeah, I'll be there at 6. Let's do this. And then got here at 6.20. That's all right. Chick-fil-A was calling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might want to add that into, you know, the fact that you are a Chick-fil-A lover. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> isn't, it, it, isn't every, you it's know. It's my C part. It's Christ Cat's Coffee Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nick. He needs, like, a C in his name. Now, who's Nick? Uh, Nick's my amazing husband. Oh. Uh, newlyweds yeah almost a year so next month that's right um so june 11th will be here yeah i appreciate that um 11th in there because uh they got married on the 11th my other daughter got married on the 11th and clay and i got married on the 11th so we just have one rebellious daughter that chose the 10th but whatever it's okay we still love her that's here that's savannah (laughs) oh (laughs) ah! savannah oops we didn't want to say her name but we did. Um, <laughs> so, Skylar, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you fit in, or no, I shouldn't say fit in, but where are you in the the fam? So, um, out of all ten of the kids, um, third oldest, and so um, yeah, you're the third oldest. Yeah. And how would you cons- What would you consider yourself? Because um, we talked earlier. Um, about what you wanted to be when you grew up. Right. And, and it was really sweet, kind of. We just touched a little bit on it, but it wasn't just a really sweet little thing. It was a really long time, right? That Yeah. Well, it was really crazy because after we had finished filming um, and doing the other podcast, um, I had went home and told Nick um, just about how um, we had talked about me wanting to be a designer. Um, and so Nick and me, my husband is really into fashion, which is really awesome. And he's been selling clothes online and all this stuff. But he had talked to me also about how, like, he's like, I feel like when you're into fashion, he's like, I don't know. He's like, I'm not trying to say this about you, Skylar. He's like, but um, a big reason, too, why you might have been into fashion is to stick out he goes and you know Mm. you really want to make something unique he's like I even tell sometimes clearly not with my outfit today but with like your (laughs) outfits um, but with like your outfits like it's very much um, you're wanting to be set apart and he goes maybe that's why like you wanted to be put into fashion design is because like you wanted to be set apart and you you think it's because you're from such a large family or do you think that's just part of your personality that God gave you I think it's part of my personality. I think I've been mm-hmm. told that that it's because I'm in a big family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even just in the world, like, I'm just very, like, <laughs> I just want to be set apart. Like, yeah. you say you're going to go right, I'm going to go left. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Very much like that. Yeah, so. I'm a lot like that, too. Like, yeah. when things get really popular, I don't want anything to do with them. No! <laughs> and it could be the coolest <laughs> thing, like, brushing your hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, now I'm not gonna do that. I am so not doing that. Honestly, what? Wash my hair? <laughs> not on your life. So bad. <laughs> oh, that's funny though. But I, I think he probably inherited a little bit of that from me because I'm, I'm, and I don't want to say I'm a rebel because obviously I like fashionable clothing and you know I like to be a little trendy. But there are certain things that once they get huge or and it may just be. Like, if someone I really respect does something, I want to do it. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We could probably, like, do 15 shows on that, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm going to grab a little grabby grabby over here because I had to put put our questions or our outline on an iPad because I'm getting old and I'm blind. So... (laughs) So how would you, looking back, how would you describe yourself growing up? Like as, as a child, I mean, you literally were my wild child. You were so strong-willed and I don't want to tell you how you viewed yourself, but that's just, you know, kind of to start with. Well, I feel like I was viewed as like the wild child. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like mentally, like in my brain, Mm -hmm. I think I really viewed like, cause I was thinking about like free, like I felt very free as a kid Mm -hmm. and I think it was just very like I knew that if I focused too hard or if I um, sat down for a little bit it was like I really had to like think about things and I didn't like that like in a weird way I like things like running around and like kind of being crazy and I think it's because like when I was doing that I felt very free as a kid and so and it was very much like I felt like that's when even as a kid I remember like that's when I felt like even like the Lord, right? I think the most as a kid was just when I was able to be kind of a crackhead. Like okay, a so kid. basically, when you were riding your big wheel in the front yard <laughs> with your knee-high patent leather boots on, singing "Let's Go Rock and Roll Jesus,", Jesus. <laughs> right? That <include> that. <laughs> so, because when, when I look at you as a child, you're very—I mean, you're not much different. <laughs> No, no, I was just going to say that. No, you're really not. <laughs> I see, uh, if if I were to see a video of, of you and you weren't my child and see you now, I would know it was you. Yeah. Not only do you look identical, but you uh, you truly are are this um, kindred, you know, this this young spirit. And I hope you're always like that. I hope when you're like an old lady <laughs> that you're still the life of the party. Because you really are. Well, and thankfully, I feel like I married a man you who's did. very similar to that. Who's very, again, well, it's funny because his mom says when he was a kid, he's actually calm. What? So, I don't know. Who, uh, really? He must have swapped something. I know. Because like Nick is very wild. He and is. not like crazy, like foolish. Right. Um, but he's just very wild. Like I know, like even like <laughs> me, it dancing in a car like like last night we (laughs) the sprinklers came on at calvary and he ran through them with me like that kind of wild i feel like nick's very similar so i'm lucky enough that i married someone so i know when i get older and that's unusual because normally um because me and dad i think are very similar yeah um but normally people don't they marry kind of the opposite i shouldn't say normally i guess people just folk are pointed out it's it's probably totally false (laughs) forgive me we can move on <laughs> I wander sorry guys um so we we kind of talked before and um we chatted about um just about you had some learning differences growing up and it was I know it was a challenge for you when could you speak on that and just kind of share a little bit about you know what those learning differences were and how that affected you um when you were younger yeah 
Um, so about how old was I about? Sorry, no. It was after kindergarten yeah. when we did the testing. So um, we did testing to see if I had dyslexia. Yes. Um, just because every single time I'd read, I'd get headaches. And then um, I remember just staring at a piece of paper and like things getting jumbled, like yeah. looking at letters and literally them actually moving. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that you guys went and got me tested. And then... Yes. Um, and they, they discovered that you had um, Erlen syndrome, which is a depth perception. It's not a, an eye. It's a, you know, how the brain processes, you know, information. So, um, so yeah. And I think, yeah, you were five years old. It was at the right. same time. Right. But it, what was so interesting about that too was that we had dad tested also. Right. And dad tested for the exact same things. I was tested too, did not, te I didn't test um, for either one, but it was, I think it was a huge eye opener for us. Um, and I know it's probably hard for you to remember because you were just five years old, but for us it was like, oh my goodness gracious, is this why she's so, because you're so creative. You're like, I've always been just very creative and you would write stories. And I remember one time you wrote a story about a girl in a jungle and she had, um, she lived in a jungle. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? I wrote about Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, no, it was a jaguar. Yes. <laughs> you remember. Yes. Because I remember she had a friend. She had a mom. Yep. She had a single mom. Mm -hmm. And then she had to sneak the jaguar uh -huh. in. Yes. Yes. I, yes. 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 I and the, I couldn't read it. No. It was like another language. But I kept making you read it because I was like, I can't believe this. And you were reading verbatim the exact same thing over and over and over. Right. It was, it was wild. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy because even now, like, I'm still not the best at spelling. Um, but I think even now, like, writing and stuff like that, I have found that, like, um, because of my spelling, I've limited the way my imagination goes, even with, like, spelling and stuff, is because, mm -hmm. like, even today, I'm writing up an email or, like, even a text message of an encouraging word. And because, and thankfully, we now have Siri that I can just say, hey, spell this. But um, I didn't want to spell, like, so I forget what it was, but it was something encouraging, but I deleted it because I was like, I can't, like, I forgot how to spell. I'll just say something else. Mm -hmm. And it was just something in my brain um, that I didn't realize it, but I was limiting myself mm. in the way that I was communicating with people even over a device because I couldn't spell it correctly. And so um, I think, but I rem I feel like I've limited myself in that freedom of even not writing as much um, because of maybe um, because of that, because people couldn't read it technically. So. Well, what's so crazy too is I remember when you were younger that you loved to read once we discovered what it was once right. we and there was just kind of this and you loved junie b jones books and you would read those over and, and i wasn't really crazy about them because she's kind of a stinker yeah. so but i remember you know other moms were like should you even let her read those books or she's not very she's a bad girl and and i'm like you know what She's able to read them. She thinks they're hilarious. She knows they're not real life. And, you know, and it was one of those things where as a parent, I had to change the way that I thought of things. And, you know, I was a homeschool mom and, you know, I had a very early first and second reader and then kindergarten came and you weren't reading and we knew that you wanted to. And then it was probably fourth or fifth grade. We noticed just a huge spike in, in your learning and, and even, um, as a teenager, that, I remember you would be in your room for hours mm -hmm. 
just reading books and and it was really interesting to see your your choices of books and mm-hmm. and encouraging to know that you definitely like discovered that you had a had a love for reading yeah so how how do you say that how do you think that you know just overcoming the um the stigma of having a learning disability i hate to call it a disability because i think you just learn differently and you were able to use totally different parts of your brain that I think you relied on more so. Right. And I could be totally wrong and get, you know, letters from psychologists that tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> right. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and I really do think it, it came down to the point of um, because I was homeschooled. And, of course, I know some people don't have that freedom. But at the same time, I remember, like, spelling. Um, you would allow me to dance mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. when I would spell them out. And it was because I would remember a step with the letter and like you'd let me sing when I would do spelling as well because it would remind me like and I think it was just in my brain I would remember maybe a cross with an L like something like that and it's just I think it was in my brain I just learned differently um but I think the reason why I love to read and do that because you pushed me but you allowed me to do that as well Mm -hmm. but you also allowed me to learn differently you didn't allow me um to just or not allow me you didn't make me learn the way Sierra learned or how Savannah learned or Mm -hmm. even how Sailor learned you allowed it to be um, a way of me learning the way that I learned best um, because I think that that there was again that freedom of going okay like I don't have to stand still my hands folded in my lap and memorize this um, memorize this it was I got to dance to it I got to sing to it um, and so I think too that even just with reading it was there was that freedom of I don't have any expectations. Mm -hmm. I don't, you didn't make me, you didn't make me at all read it out loud. Mm -hmm. You um, allowed me to, but you never were, we're going to fix this problem. It was very much go read if you want. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think you ever gave me, besides if it came with school, but you never made me read because of my dyslexia. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people limit themselves with, especially reading. They go, oh, I don't like to read because I'm dyslexic. Whereas in reality is, I think it's the fear of having to read out loud Mm -hmm. to and having to impress people that that makes people scared. Um, and of course that's just my, my, that was always my fear was, um, when, you know, at church they had asked me to read a verse out loud. That's when I would hate reading right. or when at school they would make you, um, write something down about the book. It was like it no longer. And that's of course with school, but I think the reading out loud was when was the part. Yeah. yeah like at book studies or like mm-hmm. not book studies, um, homeschool group book studies oh, yeah, where they all yeah. went in a circle and read out loud. Yeah. I think it was when that anxiety came because what if I do get this word wrong? What if I can't say it correctly? What if I can't? But I think what happened was you in, um, installed a courage in us. Mm-hmm. And, and even I think with all of us, but especially with me, you installed a courage because it wasn't about reading out loud. It wasn't even about my dyslexia. It was about how much I cared about what people thought mm-hmm. about if I read this wrong or what people thought. And so in reality was, I think, um, that's when it really came down to, I'm going to read this to myself first and I'm going to find kind of that in myself. And that's where you really installed kind of that confidence in me, you know? Yeah. So, well, it's funny because, um, I remember, and I'm glad you remember those really great things because on the flip side of it, I remember really struggling, um, not with you, but with myself because I thought there was something that I did or I wasn't schooling you right or that's why kindergarten, I felt like, sh- you know, that you weren't learning. And then once we had a diagnosis, it was like, okay, the heat came off. 
And it really, because with the two older girls, I was very, you know, legalistic and rigid when it came to homeschooling. And with you, and I was very, and, and I hate, and I hope this isn't offensive to you, but I was thankful. I was very thankful that that was a trial that we had to walk through because it showed me a character trait that I could develop or, um, you know, foster this attitude of things don't have to be exactly how I want them to be for them to be right mm -hmm. and good. And when we, you know, when obviously when we came to the other side of that and, you know, we had the options at 16, you were able to go to a, a junior college if you wanted to, and you opted out not to, and just to continue to be homeschooled from 10th to 12th grade and get job, get a job and everything. Mm -hmm. You did a lot of really courageous things. And what I've seen that it's done for you is that it has made you so brave where you are willing to try new things and you're okay if you fail. You're like, okay, that didn't work. So I'm going to, I mean, I remember times when you took way too many jobs at one time and I was like, oh my goodness gracious. She is so brave. You were like 17 or 18 <laughs> yeah. years old. And I remember just being like, I can't believe she's doing, I would have never even taken one of these jobs and you had like five jobs and and you, and you know what? It, you struggled. And oh, I remember yeah. you, and finally you were like, I need to quit some of these jobs. And, and it was so neat to see how you were like, it's okay. And you learned through that. You were like, it's all right. I don't have to prove myself to anyone. Right. So, and that's, and I think even just for our listeners out there, you know, if you're going to walk through a trial or you're going to walk through something difficult, do, if, if the end of it is, Hey, I decided to quit that. And realize that you can learn just as much from stepping back from something than from going through and trucking through and ruining relationships and ruining, right. you know, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, relationships. Yeah, relationships. Yeah. But, you know, like with a job, you know. I've oh, yeah. Well, and I think, too, like even for some parents, I think, realizing that sometimes your kids aren't made for college. Yes. Because I think we put, and again, mom, you're going to probably get hate mail over this. <laughs> like on a serious note, parents get very protective of this. And yeah. I do need to, I think this does need to be brought up of, some kids are made for school. Let me right. just say this. I know kids that I'm like, my husband, he's a straight A student. Oh, amazing in school. Right. But then there's the opposite side where kids like me who learn better with hands-on who learn better in the like mm. who literally learn better going out traveling and yes that's like every child's excuse not to go to college but sometimes that's how they learn better and that's, that's how true. their brain works and so I think even that freedom of knowing that first that I wasn't limited I wasn't limited by my dyslexia I wasn't limited by any of that but also knowing that I wasn't even limited with college because what I think a lot of parents think is uh, my kid in order to have to get a job, a good job, they have to go to college. Mm -hmm. And yes, if you want to be a doctor, if you there is mm -hmm. there is jobs that you do have to go to college. But I think it came to a point though where um, you knew that my dream job, yeah. it really had to be practical things yeah. that I had to learn. It did have to be life. And so I think even you um, allowing the Lord and allowing me to even do all those Develop. jobs and allow me to, cause I really believe that those dad always says it, those jobs were my schooling. Yeah. And so, and I still That's believe true. that. I remember one time dad and I came home, I think it was a date or something. And Savannah was babysitting you guys. And you were sitting at the table with a lighter and plastic spoons. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? I think you were like 12 or 13 and you were all, Oh, I'm making a flower. And you, would melt the plastic spoons and you fashioned it into this beautiful peonies. I mean, it was just gorgeous. And I was like, 
where did you, I mean, she goes, oh, I just thought about it. I just, and I was like, how do you just come up with stuff like that? I mean, you're an amazing artist. You, you design jewelry. You, you, you are probably one of the most creative people that I know. And I'm not just saying that because you're my daughter. <laughs> but, and you're willing to try anything. And once again, you're willing to try something and go, yeah, that didn't turn out how I thought it would. I'm going to, like, even your earrings. Yeah. Your earrings, you, were, you started off making these little dots out of clay. And then next thing I know, you got these molds and now you're mixing and marbling clay. And I'm like, how do you do this? But it just goes to show that you don't give up very easily. And being creative, you, you, I always joked with dad. I'm like, you know, um, I wonder if, if this, you know, the, the learning differently has really given her kind of a third eye because <laughs> you literally, when you were little, you were so compassionate and I'd never seen, you know, a seven year old so compassionate. You would stay after church if someone was sick or that, you know, you would be the first person to go and hang out with a new kid or, and we never, you know, we had worked in children's ministry for years and we had never encountered a child that was so just stuck on, I don't want people to feel left out, mm. you know? So I don't yeah. know, you know, take that for what it's worth, Skyler. <laughs> it's the last thing I'm saying nice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <sighs> so, you know, as we talk about just folks that we're speaking to with Run Mama Run, um, what, what does it mean to you being 21 years old, being mm. an artist, being compassionate? What, what, could run mama run what could this podcaster blogger just this community how how could how could it speak to someone like you well I think um don't put limitations on yourself I think Mm -hmm. um even like if your dream is to go to college like don't limit yourself by saying no 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 I'm a creative Mm -hmm. like I can't do that like I think even um with traveling and stuff I think a lot of us are um even myself like I'm driven by um courage but also by fear I think there's that also that opposite side of um doing that but I think that allowing the Lord to use you in whatever season you're in but let's say that you're going to make an art piece you're going to make something that um I don't know something beautiful like allow allow the Lord to speak through that I think a lot of times that we feel like limited by um, the things of this world and we feel limited by um, what people say about us we feel limited by maybe the job that we have we feel limited by the um, career that we're going towards or even college that we want I think just knowing that um, we're free like we're free in the Lord but we need to express ourselves through the Lord, like, and allow the Lord to do it. Cause a lot of times we try to express ourselves through ourselves and say, no, 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 this is who I am. This is, I'm just your creative. I'm just a, but in reality is we need to express ourselves through the Lord because, um, the Lord is just, um, going to amplify us and make us more beautiful in that way. And so I really just feel like people like me need to know, like, don't be driven by fear. Don't be scared that, um, the Lord's going to make you look ugly through this or that he's mm. going to bring you through the, like he's bearing you through the mud, but little do you know that he's going to make you so beautiful in it. And he's He's going to bring you through maybe this fear of going to college or he's going to bring you through this fear of not going to college, you know? And so I think that that's just my biggest advice. And, um, at 21, like again, literally, um, just literally bring it to the Lord and right. be creative through the Lord. Because I think another thing is 21 year olds are very, um, at my age, even me, sometimes we're very stubborn sometimes, mm-hmm. but allowing yourself to go through the Lord and going, right. okay, maybe I should go to college. Don't be stubborn. Maybe right. I shouldn't go to college. Don't be stubborn. You know what I mean? And right. so, well, and even just the whole inspiration behind run mama run, you know, I'm a mama and I, 
I refer to my kids sometimes as mama. You know, yeah. it's not so much that you have to be a mom to be a part of this community. The the what came to me when I was even just having the the thought in my mind, it was laid on my heart that there needs to be a community where people can run together and it not be this competitive run, but this sisterhood of women running. And it, it made me think of Hebrews 12, uh, verse 1 and 2, and it says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pr- pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, the idea that we all have, they're all different things that we're going to do when we're running this race. There are different paths we're going to take, career and family, and mm-hmm. but there's there's nothing wrong with us wrapping our arms around each other. So often in this world, we just find times to compete against each other, compare each other, and the, in this community, we really want to encourage each other and push each other. You know, I want to push Skylar to be the best that Skylar can be. I want to push my 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 sisters, you know, figuratively because I don't technically have any sisters, but you know, push them to greatness and whatever that may be. And obviously, the prize is you know is heaven. So. I, I, I'm so happy that Skylar has agreed to, to come and do this interview and to, to just really partner with me in this because it really shows that it's possible. It's possible to support each other even though we're different ages, we're on different career mm-hmm. paths, we do different things in our life. Um, and another huge thing with Run Mama Run is I, I really want to make a point that what we're doing is we, we want to just blot out injustices, especially toward women and children and, and to those that are often overlooked, you know, disabled and elderly. And, and we want to make sure that we are running well, Mm -hmm. the the things that we are doing and the things that we are saying are good, um, you know, and not just good as in, you know, better than bad, but good as in moral and kind and loving and encouraging. And so for my final question, I want to know, Skylar, if there was one injustice in the world that you could change, what would it be? Mm. It was so hard because I read that question when you sent it to me and I was like, oh gosh, like <laughs> I was like, um, but I was really thinking about it and I just feel like a lot of times in this world, because I've been thinking of COVID and like right. just a little, like it's a it's a virus, but it's so little, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But how it's making such a big effect on this world. And um, for me, I, I'm just seeing though how that big effect also has good effects to it. Right. Um, but I think, and it sounds so weird and I don't know, Lord, just if it's wrong, it's wrong. I would really want to change um, how people view people mm. because if... Um, you know, perverted men started to see children as oh. beautiful creations of the Lord, then I love then that. our viewpoints would change. If um, abusive moms would start seeing that these kids are loved, if if um, prostitutes started even seeing themselves right. as people who the Lord loves, um, then I, I believe that our whole world would change because I think a lot of times the reason why we have so much injustice in this world is because of how we view people and right. we view them as things. We view them as um, burdens. We view them as, whereas if it changed us then it might even not change the circumstance but at least it would cause conviction Mm. at least it would cause and i even do believe it would cause a change because if we started to view people the way the lord viewed them 
And not even if if literally an unbeliever could just see someone the way that the Lord sees them, Mm. it it would change everything. It would it would change it um, drastically. And so I think that that's just an injustice, a small injustice that we even do to people of um, we view them in a way that the Lord doesn't see them as we view them in this way of this sin that they're carrying. We view them in this way of um, this way and how um, if we just viewed them like the the Lord would, it w- it would literally change the whole world. That's so true. That's so true, Skylar. That's such a good word. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. And it's not wrong. You know, um, I think that the way we view others and our uh, is a complete reflection reflection of the way that we, we view ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for coming today, taking time out of your, your crazy life, girl. <laughs> My Chick-fil-A life. I know. <laughs> I used- don't work at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, that's okay. They can give you a call and get a little, little home delivery now that, <laughs> since we can't visit very often. Right. Oh, goodness, girl. Thank you. I love you, Skylar. Love you. Thank you guys for joining us today. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Run Mama Run podcast. Check us out on social media at runmama.run. And mamas, keep running.